begin the awareness while sitting practice, it's important to remind ourselves what it is that we're actually going to be doing during this period of time. And that is to relax the body and relax the mind and attend to the experience of this human life moment by moment. And one way to initiate that ongoing awareness is to take some time to just feel the body coming to uh, a natural stillness in the sitting posture. So often we have a, a kind of a routine of what we do when we, <coughs> excuse me, when we come into the hall and begin a sitting practice. We sit down, we make our nest, we hold our posture just right, and then we go through the routine of getting into the practice. Let's try something different. Let's not do that. Let's just sit. Letting the body come to its own comfortable, at ease posture and letting your mind come into the present moment and feel the body. And if there's any adjustments to be made because of tension or cushion placement or whatever, then you can do that. Letting the body settle onto the sitting bones And remembering that awareness is always observing the present moment. And we, and we can choose what to attend to, to a degree, or we can just let our attention remain open. But initially it's helpful to just acknowledge the environment in which we're sitting and how you experience that. being aware of sitting, recognizing the awareness of the ambient temperature of the room, the ambient soundscape of the room, and the occasional distinctive sounds of others within the room. Even with this, you can see that we don't really have to try all that hard. We just have to be interested in how the environment is experienced, how it's felt, how it's acknowledged. Just attending to what the mind is noticing. It 
maybe more than doing something, we're not doing our usual chatter, mental chatter, internal monologue, evaluating, trying to create something, explaining. And when we let go of those kind of habits of mind, we find ourselves just sitting here, knowing the present moment and whatever's occurring. This recognition of the present moment's experience is awareness, pure and simple. unconstructed, recognized. <clears throat> Having recognized the awareness of the body and the awareness of the environment, can also just take a moment to attend to the mental weather pattern this morning. What's going on in the mind? <clears throat> Not trying to make something special about the mind or occur in the mind, we're just noticing, oh, the mind's a little agitated. Maybe it's a little curious. Maybe there's some anticipation in the mind. We're just acknowledging, oh, this is, this is the way it is for me for now. And clearly we're all having different experiences to be aware of. <clears throat> and whatever you're experiencing and whatever you're aware of is, it's okay. It's neither the right one or the wrong one, a good one or a bad one. It just is what it is. And awareness is noticing things just as they are. We could say that we're observing this human life moment by moment as it unfolds due to the conditions in the heart, the mind, the body, the environment. And just to check. Are you aware that you're aware of sensations in the body? Do you know that you have a body? How do you know? Well, we know because we can feel sensations and we know that we're feeling them. And 
we know that there's a mind because there's some knowing going on. Knowing the sound of my voice and the meaning of the words. That which knows is the mind. And we can't see the mind, we can't. It doesn't have a size or a shape or a location, but we know there's a mind by its activity of knowing Experience of the sitting posture, knowing the experience of the environment, so recognize this activity of mind. There is in each moment the experience being known, and there's the knowing. So you can check in each moment what is being known. Oh, warmth is being known. Coolness is being known. Pressure is being known. Curiosity is being known. Thoughts are being known. <clears throat> breathing in is being known. And breathing out is being known. can continue to use something like the breath or the posture in an ongoing way just to initially establish a continuity of awareness. And when other experience calls the attention, sounds, thoughts, sensations other than the breath. When your attention is called to them, recognize, oh, something else is being known. Sounds, coolness, thoughts. This is the amazing capacity of awareness. It just knows anything and everything. Don't be too fascinated with what is being known, but uh, marvel at the fact that this awareness is happening at all. And we don't even make it happen. It just happens. And it can be recognized if we look. periodically throughout the sitting, just check your attitude of mind. If there's ever a sense of struggle, 
Notice that. There's a sense of judgment. This is good, this is bad. I'm doing well, I'm doing terrible. Notice that. If the mind is feeling dull and sleepy, how do you know that? Well, you know that because there's awareness. Recognize the awareness. Take an interest in your life, moment to moment. Discover this awareness that knows your life.
Just check your attitude of mind. Are you struggling with the way things are being experienced? Are you recognizing the awareness or are you burrowing into the object? Relax again. Take an interest in the present moment's experience.
So, uh, each day at this time, uh, we'll have an opportunity to uh, take some questions, or you'll have opportunity to share your experience, to get some clarification on instructions or how to work with that kind of experience. And also, it's at this time of day that we also make any announcements that uh, need to be heard by the whole community. So, it's always good to try to make I try to attend this one, beginning to end, other than for bathroom breaks in the middle, but other than that, so that you can be up to up to speed on community things. So You missed this this sitting yesterday, yeah. and you'd like to listen to the instructions. Guidance around self scheduling. What? Gu- guidance around self scheduling. Okay, okay. The guidance around the self scheduling. Uh, well, you can see there's a period in the morning, and the afternoon. Uh, generally, it's a time for you each to settle into your own rhythm of what you what supports your continuity of awareness. And for many of you who've been on retreats before. You've probably had a schedule of sit for 45 minutes, walk for 45 minutes, sit for 45 minutes, walk or half hour or whatever. And you can you can do that if you want to, or you can you know get up and walk for a while until you feel like it's time to sit, and you can sit and find your own rhythm. Sit, walk, stand, do some stretching, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, so that then in the hall, there'll be people coming and going. You know, you're not all coming in at once. You're not all leaving at once. You don't have a bell to kind of tell you time's up. <laughs> and so you've got to f- find your own rhythm. And the, it may take a couple of days before you feel comfortable because, you know, you might just be coming into the hall when it seems like everybody else is getting up and leaving and you'll think, what the, am I missing something? <laughs> you know, so just trust that you'll find your own rhythm in a couple of days. Um, yeah, if you have a jo- when you have a yogi job, uh, you'll be responsible to um, make sure that you keep the time for that, because uh, there aren't bells to announce beginning and endings of sitting and walkings. And you know, as Carol mentioned yesterday morning, uh, the first time we tried this, the staff were pretty concerned that without bells, uh, yogis are going to be you know, kind of like not aware of the time and they're going to miss their yogi jobs. So don't make us look bad. (laughs) Please try to make your job on time. (laughs) So So whenever I go on retreat, I have this this, um, chronic experience of tightness. I've probably spoken to you about it a million times. Uh, uh, On my right shoulder and the right side of the neck and it's unpleasant. And it feels kind of fixed. Fixed. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's a rising and passing way. It just feels like it's it's there. And um, in 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 the past, um, in the other styles of meditation, I've kind of put my attention on it, and it becomes a little less unpleasant. 
it, and I become a little less reactive to it and it loosens a little bit, but that involves a kind of directed attention. And I'm sort of wondering in this style if the approach is the same, different, or what? Yeah, it's a good question. Thanks for bringing up the topic of pain or discomfort in the body. Um, I'm just going to make an announcement before I answer your question. Uh, we will end by 8.15. For those of you who have a yogi job at 8.15. Hmm? 9.15. 9.15, yeah, please stay. <laughs> 8.15, you know. Okay, so 9.15. So those of you who have a yogi job, please don't worry. We will dismiss you on time to make your job at 9.16. <laughs> so... Uh, discomfort in the body, pain in the body. Uh, it's quite common, even if it is a recurring uh, type of experience. Uh, so how to work with it skillfully? You know, as you said previously, when your attention was called to an area of discomfort, in some practices, you would kind of put your attention on that discomfort, spend some time with it, kind of burrow into it, kind of uh, try to feel carefully every little nuance of pixel phenomena. No, I wouldn't do it. No. Not, not exactly like that. I would just sort of just hold it on the whole area. Oh, hold it on the whole area. Yeah, okay, same. Okay, either way. Either way. <laughs> some just kind of lay on it and some just do the pixelization of it. What I'd like to encourage you to do is to recognize the mind that's doing the watching, that's being called to attend to it. And if there's any kind of aversion to that, or any kind of, I gotta get rid of this, or trying to explain it, check that mind. Check the mind that's, oh no, or making a sensations into a symptom, you know, of something wrong. Uh, or, or just check the mind that's being called to attend to this area of discomfort. Recognize, oh, this is, this is uncomfortable. But rather than focusing on the discomfort, or even, even gently, just, just lightly know, oh yeah, there's, there's some discomfort there. Okay, what else is being, keep, keep the awareness alive rather than kind of flattened. Lightly, lightly knowing the area of discomfort. And you can move anytime you want. You can shrug your shoulders, you can move, you can adjust your posture. Um, just be aware of doing that too. Well, the, the, okay, so the comment is about thoughts, really hard to kind of catch thoughts or to know thoughts or to, to be aware while thinking. Um, so what to do, and you kind of played with it, you kind of was able to kind of notice the thinking, see the image, because you said it was a visual or type of a visual image, and also to check the awareness. I think that's probably best is, you know, because we do get kind of caught up in the content and then we can recognize that we're thinking, and then if there's a visual component, we might know, oh, seeing or remembering or imagining, 
visually is happening. So there's a lot of, it's very dynamic. So let your attention be that dynamic. Don't just kind of glom on to one thing um, that that kind of solidifies. But, you know, keep checking the mind that is being called to attend to this thought or being called to attend to this. Is it fascinated? Is it curious? Is it like, you know, kind of trying to explain something? What's, what's, what's this mind doing? Because those are attitudes of mind that are affecting how you're doing your practice. And if you can just check and let go of anything more than just interest to know, huh, this is what's happening, huh. If it gets more explaining, figuring out, all that, there's an agenda there. Some kind of attachment or craving, clinging, something like that, or aversion. Wait a minute. Problem? What's the problem? <laughs> that, that's, wait a minute. That, 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 did you see that attitude just kind of sneak right in there? You know, we're just, just thinking, hello, come on. Is anybody not thinking today? No, we're all thinking. What's the problem? The problem is the pain. What? You said that Bob described the pain. <laughs> anyway, same thing. I could just, just substitute the word pain for thoughts. What's the problem? Yeah. Maybe that just because we have the same name that we have the same <laughs> But um, I had an experience during the, uh, the, um, uh, the Qigong session with Franz when he did the shaking. And he had this one part of it after he did the shaking where he talked about getting rid of very deep stuff that's in the body. And he had a bend over very strongly and I had this feeling almost like I was I was throwing up I was just and I had this kind of emotional release um, and I realized through that that um, the pain must represent some sort of deep emotional holding at least in me in, in my body and then during the sit I asked myself, what's the mind holding that this pain kind of represents? And what came up was um, a feeling of um, deep, uh, deep anger at the way certain things in my life turned out. I, I didn't like it. I didn't want it. Some cases I hated, and that produced another big kind of emotional release. Just bringing that up to consciousness, and the pain didn't totally go away, but it was dramatically, um, dramatically lessened. And. Um, So I don't know, I don't exactly have a question, but I, it seems to me that the pain on the body represents more than just, unless, unless, it's, a, unless it's a real physical crime, sure, sure. Problem, medical yeah. problem, yeah. but for, for many of us, and I think I put myself in this, the pain that I feel during meditation 
It's a good comment. Uh, I think a lot of us have pain. A lot of us have uh, emotional holding that can condition tension in the body, pain in the body. And we've all have some kind of trauma in the body, you know, broken shoulders and other things. So there is a combination of uh, physical trauma and mental, uh, emotional holding patterns. So that when we're just practicing awareness, we, we can come across any and all of that. Uh, sometimes it's really clear that it's, oh, it's physical, or meaning, oh yeah, that's my old, you know, skiing injury or something. And uh, sometimes it's not, but uh, it may come with more of a personal history review of memories and emotions and things that we may not have felt too clearly, or maybe aware of, but not have let go of. So there's there's a lot of things that can unravel, that can come to the surface to be seen, to be known, to be understood. So just allow everything. Be careful about explaining it too much because really what we want to do with the awareness is keep an eye on the awareness that's knowing and what is being known is going to change and keep evolving or unfolding or disentangling, if you will. Um, yes, there may be deep resonance between physical sensations and emotional releasing. Happens a lot. Uh, let it let it be there. But recognize the awareness of it. And if there's an attitude of mind to kind of pursue that, that's one thing. If there's an attitude of mind to um, get fascinated with how am I going to explain this? What's the connection between this and that? Watch, watch the fascination. Watch the explaining. Because it's in that mind that we're going to create suffering or be liberated. Uh, things are going to unfold. Physical and mental experiences are going to arise due to their own conditions. Awareness is going to see them. Watch the awareness and the relationship to the experience. Couple comments I want to make. I have to make some announcements and then still have to get us out of here in five minutes. Okay. So uh, at the time of the excuse me, no more time for questions. Thank you. Okay. At the time of the Buddha, the Buddha had a community of people around him who were practicing, and for many years, and it's said that there was no need to have any rules because everybody was. Kind of, kind of knew how to do their practice and fit in with the community expectations. And then as the, as the Sangha grew and there's all kinds of people were coming and they were moving around the countryside, there became the need for, oh, kind of some kind of community guidelines. And so too here. While this is clearly a do-it-yourself job and it's we're all watching our own minds and our own bodies and trying to kind of untangle, disentangle, let it all unfold. <clears throat> We're doing it in the context of a community. So it's really appropriate to also pay attention to how you are impacting and being impacted by the community. So that, you know, sometimes I, I use the um, kind of phrase, uh, in private space, private pace, individual pace. In community space, community pace, like at the lunch line, for example. 
you know, it, sometimes you might like to just go your own pace, but there's 50 people behind you. So we kind of go at, uh, we kind of put things in the context of what's appropriate here and how do I, how am I fitting in with the rest of the, you know, the flow of the community. So it's appropriate to reflect on what is um, uh, conducive to the, all of us being here doing what we're doing. So around that. So that, for example, if you're doing, um, if you have some exercise that you do uh, in your room, you can do your own yoga the way you want, or you can do your Tai Chi, whatever it is you want. Uh, but in the community space, you might be more discerning whether the type of practice you're doing is appropriate for everyone in the room at that time uh, to just just to be aware, not just of what's going on in your body and mind, but the context in which it's all happening. So we want to have some sensitivity uh, to that. And we did get a note. Uh, if you find a tick crawling on you while you're in the meditation hall, what should you do? Well, for that poor tick, it would probably be best if you actually quietly got up. No, don't just brush it off to your neighbors. <laughs> I mean, that's, see, see, it's kind of a context thing. Anywhere else, you could just go, what, gone, okay, fine. But here in the community, it's probably better to kind of quietly get up and relocate that tick to a place where it's going to be safer. How's that? Very good. Is that good? <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> not only the tick is going to be safer, we're going to be safer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, same so too with um, cups, water, tea, whatever. Um, I don't think they allow them in here, huh? No. So that is, we're just not opening and closing, and slurping and and tipping over. So too in 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 the privacy of your room, you can have whatever you want, and but. In public spaces, watch, be careful, keep your keep your cups and things so that they're not being um, tipped over, kicked over, whatever. Am I making myself perfectly opaque? <laughs> okay, just use your best judgment. Yeah. Okay. Final comment. The yoga room downstairs can be used. The yoga room. Yeah. There's for if people want to exercise. Oh. I've never been there. <laughs> you could just say like appropriate, not like jumping up and down. And yeah, I guess that's appropriate, whatever. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know there's different kinds of yoga. You know, there's hot yoga where you strip off to nothing but a jock, <laughs> jock strap for the guys and, a, you know, a, a, a sport bra for the girls. And just like, okay, well that, we're, not, we're not here. We're, that's not happening here. You might have noticed. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and uh, the, 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 the vigorous yoga might be better outside. <laughs> and the more, I don't know what the word is, meditative. but meditative yoga. Yeah, okay, the downstairs. Sounds like a show down there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, do your best. We'll remind you as necessary. Okay. Groups today, we're starting to see you in groups. Um, some of you will be seen today, the rest will be seen tomorrow. Uh, when you come to the group, please uh, just, it's a chance for 
us to speak with each one of you rather than a group discussion. And it'd be most useful if you could just share your experience here, uh, how you hear the instructions, how you're practicing, what you're experiencing, what you need, what works, what doesn't work. And that way we can give you some guidance on how to do the practice, make best use of your time. Please check the board to make sure you attend the group that you're scheduled for. Oh yeah, there's a couple of changes, so check the board again. A couple of changes. If you looked yesterday, check again this morning, okay? So that's, it's individual and you wait? No, no, it's all it's together. A, it's, it's a group, group, yeah. So I'll come in at once oh, and you get a chance, you get a chance to listen to other people's uh, things and you get more guidance actually. Yeah. yeah. Pardon? No, the groups are, if you look on the bulletin board, there's room assignments, and they'll be upstairs. Go up the main stairs, and there's three rooms, 204, 204, you'll find them. Go up the stairs, turn right, and then right, and you're along that hallway there. So just check the bulletin board, please.